Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll around. Well, that's appropriate. Coming back as we welcome you back, as promised. Uh, joining us now, the voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys, Dave Hunziker joins us now. Dave, welcome to you. How are you today? Doing well. Doing well. Getting ready to head your way. Come on down, man. We got good weather, so uh, I don't know what you're leaving there, but it's really nice weather right now. So uh, come see us, and we'll play a big game tomorrow. That sounds good. <laughs> well, we're playing on it. Hey, but as we get started, let me say uh, publicly uh, congratulations to you. Named the Oklahoma State of Oklahoma Sportscaster of the Year again for this year. What a great honor, Dave. I'm uh, I'm really happy for you. Congratulations. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate that. It's uh, it's always nice to be recognized. Certainly, we we all in any profession we appreciate that. And you know, really, what I'm most excited about is now. Of the last four winners in Oklahoma, three are members of our broadcast crew. Wow. Uh, Adam Hildebrandt last year, and uh, 2019, I guess it would have been, was John Holcomb. So that's pretty cool. We were you know, talking about that. I don't know how many broadcast crews across the country have pulled that off. So we're, I'm, I'm most excited about that. That is very cool. That is great. I'm happy for, uh, for you and all you guys, and I think it's very deserving. So congratulations on that honor. Uh, let's talk uh, hoops a little bit. Cowboys coming in nine and seven on the year, one and three, like Baylor in Big Twelve conference play. Uh, where would you uh, say the 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 team is right now through your first four conference games? Well, it's it, it, we're sort of rinsing and repeating a little bit of history, to be honest. And, you know, for whatever reason, Oklahoma State has struggled in the month of January. Now, last year they get well was the trip to Waco, uh, which was completely out of the blue. Nobody expected that. They'd been beaten pretty easily in their first two games of that crazy road trip that was created because of COVID issues and reschedules and so forth. But, you know, here we are again, unfortunately, in the, in the start of conference play, and you know, Oklahoma State just has the one win. Now, they could have easily had more. more. I mean, you know, certainly uh, had a chance to win the game in Lawrence, a 15-and-a-half in the conference opener. Uh, you know, in a tight game with Texas late, uh, only scored 46 there, and then, you know, had the ball twice down one with about three to go at K-State the other night. So they've had a chance. They could have easily been 4-0, but the biggest issue has been uh, issues on the offensive end and especially at the end of games. Defense has been really solid, uh, you know, which you might expect for a Mike Boynton coach team. Uh, that that's something that that you can really hang your hat on, isn't it? Uh, just really good, solid defense every game. Yeah, once again, top ten in the country in defensive efficiency. I think seven as of this morning, and very very good in the top of the Big Twelve in you know just about every significant category: field goal percentage, defense, scoring defense, block shots. And, and you know, one thing too to note that even though you know the Cowboys could have won these games, they've not had the Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year, Musa right. Cisse since uh, game two of the conference season. He's missed the last two uh, with an ankle injury. And, you know, despite that, they could have easily beaten Texas and won Kansas State uh, in Manhattan on Tuesday. Don't know what his status will be for tomorrow. We'll see. But, you know, defensively, very, very good again. And, you know, regularly holding teams well below their scoring average. They've just not been able to score enough. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what jumped off the page at me. I think uh, your leading scorer, who is it? Is it Avery or is it Bryce? Uh, like ten and a half points right. a game. Yeah, and he's your leading scorer on the year. So is that or has that been a recurring issue? Just putting enough points on the board. It has, and you know, you look at like the other night. You know, Bryce, uh, Avery Anderson, and John Michael Wright, who's a transfer, has come in from High Point. I don't think any of those guys scored more than five points. Well, they can't live in that world. Now, Caleb Bing had a career high, but, you know, he had 23. But I think what we're seeing is I think teams are kind of saying, okay, you're not going to stop everybody. We're, we're probably okay with Caleb Boone getting a bunch, but we're going to do everything we can to make sure those guards don't get much of anything. And that's been the case not only Tuesday, but also was the case Saturday against Texas. So, you know, it's interesting. One former coach that follows our program closely said it, and he nailed it. Before the season started, he said, hey, guys, here's what, here's what it is. Every game we're going to look back and say, how was that point guard play and how well did we shoot it from the perimeter? If those two things are checked in the good box, Oklahoma State probably wins. Checked in the bad box, Oklahoma State probably loses. For the most part, it has followed that roadmap this season. Interesting. How about Caleb Boone? You mentioned him. Uh, he is really on a hot streak right now, isn't he, uh, in league play and, and especially the last three games. Yeah, he has. You know, he had, you know, 23 in the game against K-State and had another big game against Texas, a double-double. I think he blocked six shots against Texas. Wow. And, you know, he's a very skilled big guy. Uh, he has great footwork. In fact, sometimes they think he uses his footwork too much. He's so good at it. They wish he'd just go straight up. But boy, he gets guys on a string and twists them around with his drop steps and his ability to maneuver in and around defenders. And uh, he's had a, a great run as of late with Tuesday out. Now, it's interesting, the dynamics of that, you know, with, with Musa not out there, it probably increases his production a little bit, mm. perhaps out of necessity. You know, Musa is not really a back-to-the-basket scorer. He is more of a catch lobs at the rim, and then, of course, you don't block him off the offensive glass. He might rip the backboard down and dunk it. We, we, he hasn't ripped the backboard down yet, but he's scared us a couple times. And so it, it, the dynamics of that are interesting. They'd certainly like to have C.J. back. It'd be fine if Caleb Boone uh, just scored 12 or 14 a game. That'd be awesome if you had C.J. back and his ability to get you 8 or 10 and a bunch of offensive rebounds and a bunch of block shots and a bunch of defensive rebounds because he was in the top 15 in the country in both blocks and rebounds, uh, really about the point of his injury. So it, it's been missed. Dave Hunziker, our guest, uh, longtime voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys, Baylor and Oklahoma State, tomorrow, 5 p.m. in the Farrell Center. Uh, I hope uh, I hope you don't have any travel issues like your women's team did. Uh, did you hear about that the other night? <laughs> I did. You know, my son-in-law is on the uh, women's staff. Our oldest daughter, Mara, was married to Brendan Roberts in August, and uh, he's the video coordinator. So, of course, we've always he, he worked for Jim Littell and was retained by Coach Hoyt. He's having a blast working for her. So, yes, uh, when I, uh, I took my daughter to work the other day for various reasons at the hospital, and uh, she said, yeah. And it said, uh, text me at 2.55, said, we're just taking off. Yeah. Like, 2.55, they got into Stillwater at 4 a.m. Oh. That was a reward for what was a very landmark victory for them. JC's done a fantastic job. They've really done a 180. Last year, they couldn't score at all, uh, and defensively, they were pretty good. This year, they've really improved defensively through the season, and they can really score the ball. Uh, they've made some great roster additions, and they've been fun to watch. She's, she's really brought a, a, a youthful spirit into the program, one of the youngest women's coaches 
in all of college basketball, but she's been great so far, and they are playing very, very well. Yeah, good win for the Cowgirls here in Waco on Wednesday. And the funny part was we were coming back that night from West Virginia, so you know how long a trip that is. So we land about 2.15 or so and uh, off the plane and walking through the uh, the FBO, and there's this group of people standing over there in one of the terminals. Uh, not terminal, but just in a hangar. Yeah, and yeah. It, 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 I guess I was kind of groggy by the lateness of the hour, and I thought, what are those people doing there? But then I just walked on and, and drove home, and then come to find out it was the Iowa State women's team that was standing there waiting on this plane to get there so they could get back to Stillwater. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's crazy. I'm not sure exactly what the what the hiccup was. And of course, you're just glad to get home safely, and that was kind of a bizarre turn. I, you know, I think because they won the game, I don't think it bothered them too much. Right. Had they lost, it probably would have bothered them a lot more. <laughs> Funny how that works, isn't it? <laughs> Travel yeah, issues aren't such big issues when you win. Yes. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dave, uh, let me switch gears a little bit. Uh, talk yeah. football. I saw the news today that Derek Mason is leaving, your defensive coordinator. Uh, was that a surprise to you, or had you heard rumblings that something might be going on there? I'd heard some rumblings and you know I I think he has some family that he wants to spend some time with and you know not necessarily immediate family you know uh, wife and so forth and you know they're obviously you know been around Stillwater but you know I, I just think he he's you know that football thing is it's chasing the rabbit sure. all the time there is no break and it's hard and you know I just wonder sometimes you know and, and Derek's a very thoughtful guy uh, he's a terrific football coach, but you know he he sees a big picture, and I, you know I, I wonder sometimes if the death of Mike Leach didn't mm. rattle a few cages among college coaches. I'm not saying that impacted Derek, and I've not talked to him about it, so I'm very much speculating on that. But you just kind of wonder, uh, you know, is you know that you know Coach Leach is pretty young, and I think there's some guys in the business that said, "Boy, if you don't watch it, you're going to coach to your grave." And uh, you're going to miss out on some things that you wish you hadn't missed out on. And so I think there were some family things behind it. He's a great football coach. Uh, he's about the right things, has his priorities in order, and we wish him the best. He was awesome. And uh, But I just think for him, it, I think he just sort of looked up and said, you know, maybe it's time to uh, to go down a little different path for a while. Mm, really interesting. And the term is sabbatical, right? I mean, he's not leaving for another job per se. No, oh no, no. Yeah. Nope. He's just he's just getting out of coach, you know, getting out of day to day coaching for a while. So, hey, good for him, and and hopefully he'll get a chance to uh, to do some things that otherwise the profession would not allow him to do. Because uh, to be honest, there's the flex. They may the two words may begin with F. The flexibility and and football coaching <laughs> couldn't be more opposite. Yeah, that's exactly right. Hey, final thought, and then we'll let you uh, get to the airport, headed to Waco. Um, what have you seen from this league so far? I mean, you guys have played Kansas, West Virginia, Texas, K-State, Baylor tomorrow. Uh, but in your games and just looking at the results, uh, what do you think about the league this year? You know, and I know you feel this way. You know, Kansas State is, you know, with, with of course, your guy, Jerome Tang there now. They are a unique team and in that with Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, they have two high-level scorers who can score in very unique ways that you may not have an answer for. I mean, Marquise Noel sat out there at about 30 feet the other night and knocked down two threes. Yeah. Well, nobody cards that. 
I mean, right. we're one of the best defensive teams in the country year in, year out. I mean, that's a horse shot where you're just like, okay, we're playing horse, right? And he, he knocks it down. So they have that unique ability. And, you know, obviously playing with a great deal of confidence. Kansas is, you know, they're getting production. You know, K.J. Adams has been on a great run for them. They're different than what they've been. They don't have that traditional 6'10 monster down low or 7-foot monster that they throw it to. Uh, you know, obviously a little more perimeter-oriented. Uh, Dick's a very talented freshman. Jalen Wilson does what Jalen does, which, which is basically whatever he wants and, and has the numbers to show for it. So, obviously, they're very good. Iowa State has captured a lot of attention uh, for sure. And, you know, even team like Oklahoma is obviously playing better. They, You know, you can make a compelling argument. They should have beaten Kansas uh, the other night. So, yeah, it's the, the top end of this league, once again, is really, really good. I think we're starting to see, to be honest, I think we're starting to see the bottom sort of clear itself up more than the top is. Right, right. Uh, you know, West Virginia struggling. Now, Tech has had some injuries. So, you know, then some of those guys are just getting back. I know that uh, Bacho and Isaacs played against Iowa State, but you wonder just how effective they were because, you know, they had not played in a while. Uh, you know, so you never know about that. But at any rate, uh, yeah, it's a uh, – it's an interesting it's it's an interesting dynamic. I, the, the league is loaded, and boy, there's some really really good players, including some from your team. We're going to get a taste of tomorrow. Hmm. Well, same for the Cowboys, and it'll be fun and uh, safe travels to you. We'll see you tomorrow. Holler if you need anything, and I appreciate your time this afternoon. That sounds good, John. I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you, my friend. Thank you, Dave. Travel safe. We'll see you. Okay. Dave Hunziker, the voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Baylor in Oklahoma State tomorrow. We're on the air at 4.30, tip-off at 5 here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tomorrow is on ESPN2, ESPN2 for the game tomorrow. Part of a full day that we talked about in the Big 12. Five ranked teams, uh, four of those five playing against each other tomorrow. So it's going to be a fun day uh, as it is every day in the Big 12. And uh, great to visit with Dave, get his thoughts on the Cowboys. Take a break. Back with more in just a moment. We'll wrap things up on this Friday afternoon. Stay with us. John Morris, Aaron Sexton here on ESPN Central Texas.